Hi, my name is Janet Fanaki, and this is the Resilient People Podcast. I speak with extraordinary, regular people like you and me from around the world who are admired for their resilience. They have overcome major challenges in their lives, bounced back, and created something to help others be resilient too. In this episode, I speak with Terrence Rodriguez, who through his own journey as a trans man faced struggles, isolation, and loneliness. From his own desire for community, Terrence launched a social hub, an advocacy group for Toronto's LGBTQ plus youth called Rex Pride. Terrence, welcome to Resilient People. Thank you. So why don't we start off by talking about you? Tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, from Rexdale, single mom, divorced parents, Italian, Spanish, Catholic upbringing. Yeah, and in, in poverty. And so, you know, little struggles here and there, but more in relation to, you know, coming out and sexual orientation, all that, that was the, the major and ongoing uh, struggle in my life. Sometimes we tend to have reoccurring themes through life. And so that started at a very young age, as young as five, I think, was the earliest memory I had. Coming home, crying, asking why she didn't make me a boy to my mother, playing with toys, you know, all the quote unquote boy toys and decapitating all the Barbies and dolls. Um, <laughs> dresses, hated dresses, you know, there were a lot of signs in relation to my gender identity, very young age. But as a kid, I mean, at least in my generation, and maybe now times have changed, but my generation, we didn't have. The, the vocabulary to say, you know, I'm transgender. It's more to the effect of, I feel like a boy, or why did you make me a boy, or things like that. So that was like gender identity, very engaged, didn't fit in whatsoever. And actually, ironically enough, I've come to realize now as an adult, a lot of the anxiety that I, I deal with in working with my therapist has a lot to do with those younger experiences of not being accepted by society and isolation. So my anxiety is triggered by the feeling of not being alone, which is perpetuated by not feeling like I belong or that people love and accept me for who I am. And so that is definitely, I, I recognize those experiences started from a very, very young age. I didn't fit in at school, had absolutely no friends. I mean, I was walking the perimeter of the schoolyard during recess, singing songs about how lonely I was. And I, I still have, actually, my mom passed, but I still have her handkerchiefs in Spanish. They're called panuelos. And um, I have one, actually, in a Ziploc bag, but it still smells like her. But I have a few of them. And uh, I used to take those with me every day and smell them so I would remember her. I came out at 14 as bi. And quickly after that, I came out as a lesbian. So that was my sexual orientation. I knew my gender identity at around 15 because I ended up watching that movie Boys Don't Cry with Hilary Swank. Yep. And I sat in the theater and I was like, oh, my God, that's me. And that was the moment that it was like, aha. Uh -huh. And I kind of explored that later on, but I, I couldn't deal with that at a teen, as a teenager. Gender identity was just too big to handle. So I didn't come up with my gender identity and explore that until I was about 20. I tried to conform. I, I tried to mute. Nothing. No, it didn't work. Because even if I was accepted, I still went through my own personal hell in my own head because I wasn't who I was, right? So I determined that I'm just going to be me and weather the storm as best I can, but you know, I'm gonna confront it. And that was me when I came out. It was literally, I went to my therapist and 
I realized this is who I was. And I went home that day and I said, this is who I was. This is who I am, you know? Well, your sexual orientation, at least from my experience, it was something that it's not as intrusive. It doesn't affect every aspect of your life. Your gender really does affect so many aspects of your life. It just permeates in many different forms. It was a whole other change. And then the way people perceive physical change, right? So one thing is the act of being with same sex. That's an act. But to change your body, that's how, why would you do that? And then the whole religious standpoint, well, God doesn't make any mistakes, you know, things like that. There's, there was a lot to it. But it went back to therapy, went back to therapy, <laughs> did groups. Peers also very helpful, I find, finding others that you can relate to. And started hormone therapy, name change. And I'm actually still in the process. So I'm 36. I started 20. First is a lot of excitement. So the little changes, the very first change for me that happened was I actually lost my period. I was like, yeah. After that was the voice. The voice was a big one. It changed very, very fast. I actually have voice recordings from like prior to and showing every few weeks the changes. Oh, okay. That was very cool. <laughs> Even my wife, she <laughs> met me right before the hormones. And then I called her because we were doing long distance. She's from Colombia. And when I called her after the voice scene, she's like, who is this? I'm like, aha, you don't recognize my voice. That was good. That <laughs> was good. Rex Pride is located in the Rexdale and Jamestown area of the city, approximately 40 minutes from the downtown core. Terrence personally identified with the kids who were living there, and they identified with him. Through recognizing their shared struggles, Terrence set out to create a community they all longed for. He created a safe space for them to gather, make friends, be among peers, and feel open and confident in their identity. Rex Pride also works with local schools, agencies, and residents in the community to educate, network, and share resources to bring more awareness and acceptance to LGBTQ plus issues. Right before Rex Pride, I was working in the social service sector in, in Rexdale. I'm from Rexdale. That's the name of the area. And I was just doing regular work like YMCA, youth work, things like that. And I was also doing training. So because I had already, you know, I was out. And I'd done a lot of public speaking. People were asking for, for some trainings here and there. Okay, so I was doing that. And I wasn't necessarily sure what direction it was, this was going to go in, but there was definitely a need for education. Okay, so I just went with that. But what really turned it around was a lot of folks were referring youth to me because they knew that I was the quote-unquote queer one in Rexdale. They're like, oh, I, I have a kid that just came out. I have no idea. Let me send it to Terrence. Okay, that became the pattern. And the youth didn't want to go downtown either they didn't know how to get down there. They didn't. They couldn't get there because, you know, they don't have money for transportation. I decided to try to start something up in the area because, you know, why not? It doesn't exist. There's obviously a need. I needed it. It didn't happen. And I had no idea how to start up an organization or anything to that effect. The only thing I knew from the work I was doing was how to hold spaces, how to run programs. So I knew that transportation would be... A barrier and I knew that you know they'd be hungry so I just bought some tickets bought some pizza found some free community space and started it that way and after about three months of running it a weekly program I finally secured our first grant with uh, ArtReach that was a $10,000 grant I went out to like I found out with like either in high schools or in other organizations and just let them know created a little flyer 
this is what we're doing. This is who I am. And I, every time I do it, I, I out myself. I'll say, I'm Terrence and I'm trans and I'm from Rexdale. That way they know that not only am I from their community, Rexdale, but I'm also from the community. I'm trans, you know, so I'm not some person that's coming out, not from the community and trying to support you and not knowing what you're going through. Literally what I said to them in the very beginning was, I may be trans, but my story is not yours. And I'm not going to try to tell you what your story is. You mm-hmm. tell me what yours is and what you need. And I'll just try my best to support you through that. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I took that tactic too. Because when I came out at 14 and, you know, I finally, I got the referral to the therapist downtown. It through those therapists and the, the groups and all that, I really realized what worked and what didn't. But the one-on-one, it's basically been whenever needed. So even now I'll check online with them, which is something I've always done. We do like WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, constant messaging, checking in, how you doing? I have like one youth that we had to get CES involved. So I'm constantly checking in with that youth right now, seeing what's going on. We have many, many youth in the shelter system right now. I last year referred over 10 youth to the shelter. It's, that's been a very common uh, trend in our community, especially in Rexdale, either run away or kick out. So I would love to see. That's something else I've been like, rolling around in my head recently is trying to create a partnership and develop a LGBTQ specific shelter in Rexdale mm. because there's very few as is and my youth get tossed around or couch surf or unfortunately end up on the street sometimes. Yeah. It's show me what I can do. I had no idea what I could do until I did it, but it's the motivation of doing for other people that, you know, need support, need help that you're able to really push and dig and find what you can do. I don't know if it didn't happen or if I didn't connect with them or Rex probably didn't happen. I don't know if I'd realize what I can accomplish. And it was really through that. It was like, wow. And, and, and with life lesson, I learned many times you have no idea how to do it, how to achieve it. All you need to do is just try to start. Even if the start isn't right, just try it. And you learn as you go. That's very much how life is. I just want folks to remember, you are not alone. Whether you're queer or not, you're not alone. And it can be quite empowering to realize that and believe it and and use it, right? If there's one thing we can take away from this episode, it's you're not alone. There is always a community out there who understands you and wants to help you. And even in your own journey through hardship, you can take your experience and do something positive with it, like Terrence did in creating Rex Pride. Not only does he help kids in Rexdale and Jamestown, but he did something to make himself feel better too. I hope you enjoyed listening to Terrence's incredible story and that his resilience inspires you and maybe motivates you to find purpose too. Resilience is all about taking what life throws at you and getting back up again. Terrence took a negative situation and made something positive out of it. For that reason, he is one of my resilient people. If you'd like to find more information about Rex Pride, go to rexpride.ca or follow on Twitter at Rex Pride. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Resilient People. And to learn more about me or other resilient people, visit resilientpeople.ca or on Instagram and Facebook. And if you liked this episode, 
please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Till next time, I'm Janet Finaki. Bye-bye. Thank you.